Thank you for joining me for Soulful Conversations with my community of fellow travelers, exploring the heart, the mind, and the globe. These conversations highlight what travel really means for the world. Soul of Travel honors the passion and dedication of the people making a positive impact in tourism. Each week, I'll be speaking to women who are tourism professionals, world travelers, and leaders in their communities. We'll explore how travel has changed them and how that has rippled out and inspired them to change the world. These conversations are as much about travel as they are about passion and living life with purpose, chasing dreams, building businesses, and having the desire to make the world a better place. This is a community of people who know travel is more than a vacation. It is an opportunity for personal awareness, and it is a vehicle for change. We are thought leaders, action takers, and heart-centered change makers. I'm Christine Weinbrenner-Eyrich, and this is The Soul of Travel. Vincy Ho is a humane educator and social justice advocate and founded Rise Travel Institute in June of 2020 with a mission to inspire responsible, impactful, sustainable, and ethical travel through education. Her work focuses on engaging young people in important conversations around human rights, animal protection, and environmental sustainability, all in the context of travel and beyond. Before Vinci started working in the nonprofit world, she was a university French lecturer and linguist for over a decade. As an academic, she had the opportunity to travel around the world for conferences and take her students on international field trips. In 2010, she left academia to work in the area of refugee empowerment in Senegal, a transformative experience that motivated her to pursue a second career in international peace and human rights, as well as sustainable travel. In this conversation, Vinci and I talk about the experiences that led her to creating Rise Travel Institute, all of the things that you can learn in their flagship program, which focuses on sustainability and anti-oppression in travel, and the ways these conversations not only teach us to become better travelers, but better stewards of the earth and more compassionate humans. I really cannot speak highly enough of the work that Vinci and the Rise Travel community are doing, and encourage every Soul of Travel listener to take at least one of their upcoming courses. They have generously offered my listeners a 10% discount that you can use on their website by registering for a course and using the code LOTUS10 at checkout. I'm so excited for you to get to know more about Vinci and Rise Travel Institute. Join me now for my soulful conversation with Dr. Vinci Ho. Welcome to Soul of Travel. Uh, If you are a regular listener, you know that this is a really exciting day for me. I probably mention Rise Travel Institute on at least 50% of my episodes. So uh, today I am sitting down with Vinci Ho, who's the founder of Rise Travel Institute. And um, I'm just so excited to finally get to bring you into this space to talk more about your journey and your work in the industry. Thank you so much for having me, Christine. I've been waiting for this day for so long. So <laughs> really, really excited to be on this. 
with you. Thank you. I'm, I'm so grateful. And I can't wait for our listeners to get to have the opportunity to hear this conversation. Vincy, I'd love to give you the opportunity to introduce yourself um, and tell us a little bit about who you are in travel right now. Sure. Um, so my name is Vincy Ho. I am originally from Hong Kong and currently living in New Jersey, United States. I am the founder and executive director of Rise Travel Institute. Thank you so much, Christine, for being such a great cheerleader. <laughs> and um, yeah, and introducing us to your listeners. So I'm really grateful. Yeah. So um, my background is actually has nothing to do with tourism or travel. I used to, I used to teach as a French lecturer at the University of Hong Kong for many years. And academia was what I thought I would, you know, spend the rest of my life in. I was also a researcher in linguistics. I had my PhD in linguistics and phonology, which also has nothing to do with travel. But I would have to say that because, or thanks to the fact that I was you know, in education, I had a lot of time to to travel around the world and also uh, occasionally go on field trips or research trips with students. So um, that probably kind of paved the kind of like set the initial how how should I put it like planted the seed in me, and then I went on a, a lot of trips, like solo trips on my own. And um, I'm going to go into details, uh, you know, of some of them, which kind of led me into uh, the sustainable travel space where I'm right now. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And I find it interesting that you um, mentioned like some of your past career and education and that it doesn't really necessarily connect to travel. However, I feel like the magic thing about travel is that actually everything intersects <laughs> with travel. Like I don't exactly. really think that you can pull it out of anything, which for me has been the magic of these conversations that I've had with so many women is just seeing the ways that we can use travel as a way to access so many things around the world, so many topics, so many people, so many different things. And Absolutely. I think we'll definitely, um, through our conversation, learning more about the work you do at RISE, uh, really allow people to see some of that deep connection and interconnectivity um, that I'm referring to. Where Absolutely. I, where I would love to start is to really understand for you, um, not only how travel began to show up in your life, but how it also started to show you this passion that you had for um, creating more conscious travelers and connecting social impact and travel. Um, what did that look like for you in your travel journey and what kind of started to create those awarenesses and uh, like those moments that ended up being what led to rise as you reflect back on your travel journeys? Sure. So um, I started traveling overseas when I was when I was really young. Um, I had the privilege to to travel with my family outside of Hong Kong as I grew up. But then back back in the days, it was mostly organized tours. You like just as many mass tourists, uh, we would go to one place, take pictures, like, you know, go to the best restaurants and, you know, experience what we call like the, the local food. And, and then that was pretty much it. So in my early days of travel experience, it, there wasn't much thinking. I 
involved in terms of like, you know, my own impact on the local communities, on the destinations until I started to um, study in France. Like, you know, I spent uh, a year study, studying abroad and like traveling abroad, traveling by myself and started to realize how much I did not know, like how ignorant I was as a person and like through traveling um, to to places like Berlin, for example, um, was really my first contact with what it means by, you know, understanding contemporary history and like how that impacts the, the how that is still like impacting the lives of many people. So I had first that awareness and then like very quickly I became like super politically minded and I was like so interested in politics and started to realize you know, there are so many sufferings around the world that I wanted to, I wanted to do something to help. And then I started to look into volunteerism and I registered for, I mean, I signed up for trips going to, um, going to Kenya, going to Rwanda, going to all these places. And then when I was in Rwanda in 2011, I was placed in an orphanage. I started to work there, putting <laughs> for work. <laughs> and I just realized every day I wasn't really applying to any particular role. I wasn't being helpful there. And I wasn't helping anyone or like the children that I was supposed to that I, or I thought I would, I would be helping. And, uh, I still remember one day one of the kids was sick and I had to, um, with other like caregivers uh, in the orphanage, we had to rush that kid to the hospital. But like even at the hospital, I could not do anything because I didn't speak the local language and I wasn't able to communicate with the kid. And I just basically wasn't able to do anything. And I think that period of time really gave me a wake-up call that despite the best of intentions, <laughs> I did not understand like the the impact of myself being there. Like not only that I wasn't being helpful. The the other thing is like you know when I was leaving, I was already bonded with the kids, and it was like the departure was really hard for me. So like imagine how how harder it would be for the kids, and you know all the volunteers just keep coming and going, and like what emotional toll would those visits have on the children and then let alone the money that I spent on this trip which could have been gone to support <laughs> other more like sustainable development projects for example so I think that was probably the turning point where I started to really think more about how my trips would impact other people whether or not like you have the best of intentions that doesn't matter you have to really think about what the people like how your visit would affect the the communities and the and and the environment and the place you visit rather than just like focusing on what I want to do as a traveler so I think that was probably what motivated me into unlearning what I thought about meaningful travel should be like. And I also wanted to take this opportunity 
so timely uh, to talk about this today. So LinkedIn reminded me that today is the ninth year anniversary of my connection with Eliza Raymond, one of the co-founders of Good Travel. And I really want to bring her up today because even like 10 years ago, when I was doing all this, um, you know, going on these long tourist trips in Rwanda, I was connected with her. And I think it was probably the the same time that she also wanted to move away from, like she was working with the company that placed me uh, in this placement. And, and she was also moving away from that kind of like commodified bond tourism. And she has set up uh, a new social, uh, social good business to really shift the focus away from bond tourism uh, to long-term sustainable impact um you know on t- tourism destinations so so yeah i just really wanted to say that it was actually her who brought me into the space and like kind of like seeing her grow and me growing with her it's just you know one of the best things that happened in in my life so i wanted to thank her like a wonderful like the kindest person that i've ever met in in my life who inspired me to to get on this journey Hey listeners, it's Christine. Did you know that I have a book club? Actually, it's really more than a book club. It's a book sojourn. I launched my virtual book club in 2021, and it was such a powerful and valuable experience, we decided to bring it back again this year. This is a journey meant to inspire travel, create cultural awareness, and offer personal growth experiences from the comfort of your home or wherever you may be in 2022. Each moment we spend reading is a moment that endures in our bones. Reading wakes us up. Reading transports us to another world, another experience, or another perspective. Reading leaves us changed forever. Imagine who you will be at the end of this sojourn. Last year, women said it was one of the most powerful experiences they had. You can join us beginning in July for the last six months of this journey. Soul of Travel listeners will get a bonus call with me to welcome you to this experience and set our attentions and begin to build new community. Does this sound like the type of experience you've been craving? Visit lotussojourns.com backslash women's book club to join this unique travel experience today. Now let's hop back over to our soulful conversation. Thank you for mentioning her. And I've also been so lucky to have connected with her and have had some amazing conversations. Um, I think that's one thing about this space and travel and especially these conversations that have been slowly happening for years, but are really intensifying. This community is kind of unlike anything else. And um, I think we'll, we'll definitely talk a little bit about that near the end of our conversation, but it's, I think something that's really important to how all of this is evolving. And it's so different. I think when um, you look at things from like a business mindset, like I, I don't feel like this movement is evolving in the way that many businesses have evolved. And it's definitely more of this really passion and purpose driven um, in organizations and companies that are, are leaning towards 
starting to create more responsible and mindful travel programs. And the other thing that I wanted to mention, really looking at this from a business perspective, a lot of our listeners are entrepreneurs or business owners or people interested in getting an industry. Um, Rise was started in 2020. So much like my business, uh, which was started <laughs> in 2019, um, it was like this perfect moment. Uh, you at least knew you were in the pandemic when you started your mm-hmm. business. I, I didn't know <laughs> um, that it was coming around the corner. Um, however, the the podcast came out of this time. And I think that this, it was the same energy that I think maybe both you and I witnessed. And so I would love to talk a little bit about, um, I think this also will bring in like this community as well. Like why was this the right moment in the middle of a pandemic, the right time to start mm-hmm. a travel program like this? Absolutely. Well, I have to be completely transparent with you. I started Rise in the middle of the pandemic. It's, you know, because first of all, I, as, a, as an avid traveler, it was also the first time in a long time that I didn't I didn't get to travel. So I had a lot of time and finally to really put my dream project into reality. Um, so cause I, I had always wanted to, to build a curriculum on sustainable education, uh, sorry, sustainable travel, uh, education. And I just never found the time. So, um, it was the best timing, but I also think, you know, strategically, it was also the best timing because Everyone was for once grounded and we saw before 2019, the really bad impact of mass tourism had on, you know, all the the most popular destinations around the world. So I just thought, you know, since we couldn't travel anywhere anyway, um, you know, this is the best time to, to all get educated and, you know, for us to, to share resources with people who want to do, um, who want to do it more mindfully, but don't have the tools to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And also I, I would have to add a little bit about why in June, 2020, um, in June, 2020, I'm not sure if you still remember, it was at the height of the, um, Black Lives Matter movement in United, in the United States. And, um, Anti-oppression is really something, or like social justice and anti-oppression is something really close to my heart. And I just thought that, you know, it is important to talk about issues. And as you said earlier, the best way to talk about these issues would be, you know, through, through the, um, the lens of travel, right? Like, you know, using travel to connect people, to understand all these interconnectedness of, of issues and using using travel as the context to to address these issues to bring awareness to people um around the world and that was that was why i chose to start rise in the middle of the pandemic Mm -hmm. i remember when i first started seeing posts on linkedin and i remember seeing you know this program and i'm like wait a second (laughs) anti-oppression in travel sustainability like there were all these words that just definitely piqued my attention and were also ways that I had maybe been um, showing up in my mind about travel, but really didn't know how to get it from these feelings or observations that I had had into action. 
And I just remember thinking, who are the brave souls that are doing this, especially right now? Because like you said, this was in the the height of of this time where we're having these intense conversations and where there's also a lot of resistance to conversations because now we're not sure what we can say and what we can't say and how we should say it and who we can have Mm -hmm. conversations with. Um, And I just really, this is where my, my fangirl of this organization started, but I really, (laughs) I reached out to everyone on LinkedIn who had any association. And I was just like, I don't know what you're doing yet. And I'm so excited. And I'm just letting you know I'm watching because I just was so (laughs) curious to see how this was going to evolve. And I just, uh, I have really, really enjoyed seeing all the people who showed up to create the content that you are offering. It's just been, um, again, this community is some something amazing. And I'll let you speak to that because I'm sure they're near and dear to your (laughs) heart. But as someone witnessing this journey, I just have just felt um, like really proud as an industry to see this happen. Like I, I think it was also a time where the tourism industry was really getting run through the mud. It was part of why I wanted to create Soul of Travel mm-hmm. is like I knew people were doing better than this in travel and their stories weren't being told. And I really yeah. just wanted to tell those stories. And so um, I think we kind of both jumped in from this same place like it seemed a little crazy but um i feel like it, it was kind of this this same energy that we latched onto in different directions and absolutely um, around the same time i read and i have next to me people <laughs> listening to the podcast won't know but beyond guilt trips which we'll also get into but i remember i got into like page three of the five page prologue and i was like this has been the thing I've been waiting for. And exactly like LinkedIn, I um, connected (laughs) Dr. Anu Taranath and I was like, okay, I'm three pages into your book and it's already changed (laughs) my life. (laughs) You know, Dr. Dr. Anu Taranath likes to, I mean, she loves to to joke about how much she wished the book was there for her when she started to travel, which is so true. I mean, which is why we have chosen her book to be our text for our fashion certificate program at Rise Travel Institute. This is just so important. Yes. And I just really wanted to applaud, you know, your, your efforts in gathering or like just how, how much great minds you've attracted to, towards your podcast and your community. It's just, it's also, it has been amazing to watch as well in the past couple of years. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. For people listening, you'll notice like there's some (laughs) mutual love. I've been like really fangirling over Vinci forever. And we finally got to meet in person not too long ago, which was really great given that this zoom world we've been living in. So yeah, so I would I would like to start to talk a little bit now about the um, flagship program um, the, mm-hmm. that was your pilot program um, in the certificate in sustainability and anti-oppression travel. So you you know partnered with a few people to to start to get this to take shape, and this is mm-hmm. really your first offering. How did you find these? pieces that became the building blocks of your program? And can we talk a little bit about what those are and and why they're really important um, to travelers when they're starting to understand how they can create impact with their travel journey? 
Absolutely. So um, just to give you a little bit of the background, before I started RISE, I actually did a graduate certificate program in humane education with Institute for Humane Education. And the framework that we are using at RISE is pretty much like inspired by that program, which emphasizes a lot on systems thinking or using systems thinking to understand the interconnectedness of issues around the world, whether it's, it's, whether it's social justice, animal justice or environmental justice. And basically I've always said, even to my mentors at IHE Institute for Humane Education, that what RISE is doing is pretty much like putting that learning into, like, you know, into the context of travel. So um, as I was conceptualizing the flagship program or the pilot program in 2021, it was, it was es- essential for us to, first of all, define what sustainability really means how holistic it could be rather than just focusing on as many people would um, would assume that it's only about the environment, uh, whereas sustainability is really about how we sustain, you know, the, the well-being of the planet, including communities, biodiversity, and local and global environment, right? So, so we just took that angle and expanded that into uh, a program of 10 sessions focusing on the first part on our relationship with the world, our privilege and power, our intersectionality, and how that interacts with the rest of the world and how the power dynamics play out as we travel. So with that, we'll move on to looking at uh, indigenous communities and like what indigenous tourism should be like. Then we move on to like animals and tourism. What is, uh, what is the ethics of, um, you know, partaking or participating in active tourism activities that involve animals? And we, okay. So at Rise Travel Institute, we don't te- tell people what is right and what is wrong. What we, what we really want to do to be able to do is to inspire people to ask the right questions so that they make um, the most thoughtful choices on their own. And we very often we dive so deep into topics, into um, issues that, that allow students to explore the gray areas. Like, you know, whether, whether or not we should boycott, um, elephant ride, uh, elephant riding or whether or not we should boycott a certain uh, tourism activities. So what we really like to do is to explore gray areas and, and keep asking questions and inspire our students to ask questions. Uh, and then we move on to climate change, the impact of climate change on tourism and how tourism has contributed to climate change and, you know, this two-way um, relationship. Uh, and then we also move on to some other pra- more practical issues like, you know, how to photograph it, how to photograph communities that we uh, encounter during our travels with mindfulness and intention things like that and then like beyond the flagship program now we are adding uh, short courses based on themes and also destinations and some of the themes um, include how to you know like how to tell your stories in the most thoughtful responsible and ethical way and so we just have this short course that came out last week by Joanna Haugen uh, the founder of Rooted and she's just you know like 
the thought leader in that space, right? Mm -hmm. And we're so lucky to have her. And also, like, we have been so fortunate to be able to gather these amazing people, like scientists, uh, academics, um, industry leaders, and, you know, just to to build this curriculum together with us. And I, I just can never thank them enough. So, yeah, I, I don't know why, like, within one year and a half, RISE has the good fortune of uh, gathering amazing people to form this community. And I think it's probably because uh, our mission and vision really resonates with, with people. So, like, they have a lot of faith in us. Even before our pilot program uh, was launched, uh, a lot of people were already, you know, like, really kind of waiting what we have to offer mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh yeah so now we are you know in our second year of operations we are adding we, we're like working really hard to expand our curriculum and hopefully we will have more offerings um that would resonate with even more people um so that we can you know really cultivate a global community of mindful travelers that would you know who would travel in such a way that benefit destinations around the world yeah I just keep thinking that the reason that those people all came is we were waiting like I just know (laughs) that as soon like I said I can't be the only person that saw that and went yes like I just um, whatever this is I'm ready for it um I also felt like this is kind of how my podcast started like I emailed a few people and I thought this is what I really want to do. These are the stories I want to tell. This is the picture I want to paint. I think people aren't really talking about this outside of our bubble, which, you know, I really forget that, that it's a bubble. And um, I remember going to an event when I launched my business right before the pandemic. And it was the first big travel event I've been to in a long time. It was certainly the first like mainstream travel event I'd been to in Mm-hmm. I don't even know for a very long time because it's not where I typically operate. And it was this real like awareness and awakening to the fact that there is so much work to do. Like because yeah. I'm so immersed in educational travel, sustainable travel, impactful travel, like that has been my through line since I started showing up at this event. And, you know, yeah. they were like, oh yeah, we have this great section for like responsible travel, adventure travel, eco travel. And I was like, Oh, great. Amazing. Put me there. I'm like, do you have anything for women only travel? Oh, do people do that? I was like, okay, well, we'll talk about that later. But so he takes me in and there's like this, like two half rows for our section. And like, there's also someone selling books and vacuums and like giving massages. And I just (laughs) thought, Oh no. Like I thought we'd come so much further than this. So my answer to why they've come is because it's so needed and we have been waiting and, you know, much like when I read this book in beyond guilt trips, I think many of us who have traveled in this way for much of our lives or who maybe had a sense of it, we didn't know, we didn't have words for it. We didn't have language for it. And yeah, there's been a huge exactly. evolution in language mm-hmm. across the board in the last two years in, in, in both in travel, but just in, in consciousness raising. Absolutely. And for me, that's where my like heart, like reading this book, I was like, I remember thinking I shouldn't be taking these pictures. This doesn't feel right. I don't know mm-hmm. why, but it doesn't mm-hmm. feel right. And I remember mm-hmm. Like everywhere I traveled, noticing that indigenous populations 
were the ones that were were you know the lowest caste and were really like I was like how did this happen everywhere like my mind just kept trying to understand this and you know this is 20 25 years ago I didn't have any understanding of colonialism or anything and mm-hmm. as I start to read this I'm like well this makes the most sense and um so I'm so excited for travelers to now have this language to be able to express what they're seeing, express what they're feeling, know how to make better choices. But I can tell this resonates for you. So how, how, how have you seen that unfolding? Exactly. I, I think like in the last two years, the industry has made a great shift towards, you know, mainstreaming. Well, <laughs> maybe it's, <laughs> Maybe I'm still dreaming about, I mean, we are, like, we have to admit that we're in a pretty niche uh, industry, but, like, seeing a lot of more mainstream events talking or giving the center stage uh, to speakers to talk about sustainable travel or ethical travel is something really encouraging because, like, you know, a few years ago, it wasn't like that at all. And people, people love to talk about travel because they want to see like what there is in in there for them right you know like going to all these travel events getting the best deals and you know um learning how to monetize their blogs and things like that and it was pretty much all that we cared about like you know at least uh, at events that I went travel events that I went to a few years ago but now i feel that the the tourism industry is really making a lot of efforts in shifting the conversation towards how to build a more regenerative future for for tourism and um, really cultivating, I mean, educating travelers and also like coming up with tools that can like facilitate that, right? Because if if tra- like travelers may have the best intentions to travel more sustainably, but if they don't have the tools, they don't know how to do that, right? I also think that. You know, as you said, we, especially at Rise, we want to be able to provide that language for people to be able to talk about it. And we believe that we are just like opening the door for them into a new world where they can continue their journey of unlearning and learning and discovering because we are basically providing them uh, or our students or travelers with a way of thinking. So that in the future, they would be able to like, you know, investigate or like research what would be best for, um, for the communities and, and for the environment and things like that. So yeah, I, I think like we really want to be able to like provide that tool. And also when RISE, when we first started, there have been, there have already been a lot of, um, initiatives in the industry, but a lot of them were focused on tourism professionals. And, uh, like, you know, DEI and sustainability and things like that. There have been programs for tourism professionals in the, uh, in hospitality and for tour operators. But then I just felt that that lack a systemic approach to offer, to offering education to travelers. So that's how we started the, the concept of building a, a curriculum. No, there there are so many blog posts and like resources out there on the internet too. Actually, you know, in in news articles and 
like talking about how to travel more sustainably, but, you know, really having a platform where people can come and get, you know, like have more information and, and, and like access more resources on a particular topic. It's something that we want to be able to do at RISE. Mm-hmm. Thank you yeah. for making that distinction because I, I think that's one thing that is really amazing that this is so traveler focused. Mm-hmm. And I, I do know that you've attracted a lot of industry professionals, but I yes. also, because <laughs> we're travelers, right? So yeah. I think um, it, it's, it speaks to us. It's not separate. It's very much a part of our identity. And so um, I think that it's really great that this actually can kind of transcend that barrier because I, I, I think a lot of that resistance comes from, you know, your everyday traveler doesn't, like you said, doesn't have access to this information. They don't have the master's degree in sustainability and travel that I have, you know, they're, mm-hmm. in fact, if I say that I have that, they're like, don't even talk anymore because I'm really confused <laughs> by what you just said to me. I mean, not everybody, but I'm just saying, you know, in general, it, even telling my friends what I do. And so I think it is yeah. so, so, so important to create conversations that travelers can come into. Um, and like you said, where it's not like, this is the right way, this is the wrong way. It's like, okay, here's the information. And I have a sociology background. So it's like, so right up my alley. I, I like really want people to look at it from this wider perspective, yeah. like you said, from a systemic level, like really see, and then you can make the decisions that are aligned with your values that are aligned exactly. with no. And I think the other part of this that has been hugely important um, looking at both this and then, you know, culturally in the United States, the conversations we've been having is addressing the fact that it's really hard to have these conversations because when one, you have an awareness and you know better, you have to reflect on decisions you've made in the past mm-hmm. and that reflection can really be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. How have you guided students through that process? How have you helped them to kind of like reconcile those things? I think modeling is important. Like, you know, I come from a space where I made all the mistakes that I am talking about in our program today. And I think it's just like to to really show our students or like, you know, travelers who come to our program to be, com- to be compassionate, to be empathetic, like compassionate, to have c- compassion for themselves. And, you know, just as Dr. Nunu Taranas spoke, like, you know, beyond guilt trips, how can we be move beyond our guilt and, and start to make use of our past mistakes to inform us, inform us on this journey uh, on this learning journey because you know even now like <laughs> I was I just thought about this mistake that I just made not many years ago like I think it was four or five years ago I was already I thought I was already a tr- like conscious traveler and when my husband and I we went to Morocco it was during the Ramadan and I thought that was most you know sustainable and thoughtful trip that I had never designed for myself and you know for ourselves but then one evening, um, we were outside a mosque and it was just so spectacular, you know, with like thousands of, of believers, of Muslims, like praying. And it was just like that view was so, so moving. And out of 
out of that emotion, like I, I was just so moved and I took my camera and I wanted to capture that. And I did the stupidest thing in the world. Like, you know, what was I thinking? Right. And I mean, I immediately got stopped by someone and say, Hey, what, what do you think you're doing? Like, yeah, that's right. You know, sometimes I think we would still, we will still continue to make mistakes, but the more we understand our relationship, you know, power dynamics, our privilege and, you know, all the issues and understanding all those cultures and understand like, you know, what, like how to behave in the most respectful way. We're going to continue to learn, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, maybe we will still make mistakes occasionally, but we will make a lot less mistakes than in the past. And it's, it's just a journey. And mm -hmm. I think. So far in the discussions that I, um, that I see in our programs, like our spring cohort, uh, this year or the cohort, uh, of our pilot program last year, people in participants have been really open and honest and genuine and like willing to share because we understand that we are learning from our mistakes and you know by sharing with each other we'll be able to learn from each other as well mm -hmm. so i think we're really fortunate to have cultivated a culture of of learning and transparency and you know not being afraid of um the uncomfortable feeling of confronting our past because that is how we learn mm -hmm. yeah thank you so much for sharing that i just think that that's um, just seems to be a real common barrier that I see in these conversations. And like you said, we really do have to understand that, you know, if you're talking about sustainable travel or you're talking about ethical travel, that we are going to grow and we only know what we, we know in this moment. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't necessarily excuse our behavior, but if, as long as if we grow from situations we can keep moving forward, but it shouldn't put us at a standstill for, for fear of like making a mistake. And I think that can be hard, especially um, when, especially, you know, for people like us that are like really trying to get people to engage in these conversations and travel. Mm -hmm. And then you think, Oh my gosh, heaven forbid, if I like do the thing that I know I'm probably going to do at some point, because I don't know yet, then it can, it can cause this paralysis. And so I just think it's, it's so amazing to be able to create space for authentic conversation, for deep conversation, for, conversations that don't have any guilt attached that we can mm -hmm. just say, okay, like we all want to move forward. We all want to get to the bottom of this. And the only way we can do this is if we just like put it all out there. And I, again, like this is something I think I've really loved seeing through the the projects that I've seen come out of the cohort, these conversations. I just, it like, it makes me <laughs> so excited that these things are yeah. happening because I felt like, I was always just like having them by myself because I didn't have anyone to have them with for one. <laughs> and then just being like, is anyone else noticing this? Like, does anyone <laughs> else feel this way? Um, I'm just like really connecting these dots here. And they're really just, it, it was, it just wasn't the time for those conversations. And, yeah. And I'm well, really glad that it is. Welcome to the Rise community. These are the kind of conversations that we have all the time and that we encourage our students to have. So it's, yeah, this is the place where you belong. Come to yeah. us. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also wanted to add a little bit, sorry, um, building uh, upon, you know, this whole discussion about learning and making mistakes and being, like, not being afraid to come to terms with 
uh, our past and and learn how to move forward. I think as an organization, this is also important. So we Rife is lucky in the sense that we are still a super young organization, but imagine organizations that have been around for like 20, 30 years. It's never too late for any organization to do the right thing and to move in the right direction. Even if like in th- like 30, 30 years or 20 years ago, we weren't talking about sustainability. We weren't talking about anti-oppression or like anti-racism or DEI, for example. That's a way to, I mean, it should, we shouldn't let that, you know, stop us from moving into the right direction. Um, so like, for example, there are terms and language, uh, you know, words that we used to, we used to use a lot and we didn't know that they could be harmful to certain communities. For example, like you use up the word crippled or like you use the word, uh, master bedroom, for example, like, you know, these are the words that we had used for decades and no one challenged the, like, uh, the usage. And now we know that you know, these could be hurtful terms for certain communities and we just learn to stop using them, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not. So I think like, you know, even for organizations or for businesses, we should have the mindset of learning and growth and be prepared to to admit, you know, missteps that we made in the past and move on and do it the right way. Yeah. yeah. I think just as you were speaking to, I, I think that there really has been like this level of perfection and professionalism that went hand in hand with business, mm-hmm. right? Because this is how we show that you, we earn your business. And, yeah. um, and I think people are really now leaning towards brands that share their authenticity and their vulnerability. And part of that is sharing this journey. And so I think really looking at it from a business perspective, it's it's really not only is it the right thing to do, but it's really what your consumers mm-hmm. are going to be drawn to that things are really changing. Um, exactly. And so I think, it, again, like just such a, a an exciting moment to feel like I feel like we're just like on the, you know, the very bottom step of this movement and this motion. But I think it's it's so great to anticipate what this could mean. I would like to um, talk just a little bit. I mean, we've obviously spoken about the programs that you offer, but I would really like to talk about specifically like who's it for, who should take these programs. Um, I know you have new uh, Teachers Rise program, which I'm <laughs> so, I actually yes. talked, I, like got a sneak peek of this with um, Eliza like a year ago when we talked, she's like, we're thinking about this thing. And um, I'm getting ready to travel with my daughters for a year. And so that's part of where I got so excited is, okay, great. Let's get children in on these conversations. Let's yes. give the teacher the tools to guide these conversations. So again, like already a super fan, but I would love to hear <laughs> uh, like, what are these things that are in the works that have come up after the flagship and pilot program? Thank you for the opportunity for, um, for me to share a little bit about our exciting programs in the pipeline. I'm really excited about Teachers Rise. Uh, the full name of the program is Teachers Rise, Educating for a Better World for Sustainable Travel. So this is, um, it is going to be a three week, uh, professional development program for K to 12 teachers. And like, of course, it's not only limited to K to 12 teachers, but any educators or school administrators who would like to learn more about 
how the concept of sustainable travel can actually enrich their own travels and also um, study tours and field trips for their students. Um, so this is going to take place in July. And we're just like really excited about it because I've always thought coming from um, a background in education, we I've always thought that teacher training is so important because you know once you once you once you and you have inspired a teacher then like imagine how many kids or children or students that that teacher would be able to inspire you know as a as a result so we really have um i mean the the teachers rights program is so comprehensive we would be looking at like how we used to travel as teachers and as human beings and then like what what is going on right now and in the future like how can we like like what are the gaps that we've identified in the ways we used to do field trips and study tours and how can we make these experience more enriching for the students while also kind of giving back to um to the communities and the environment that we visit so yeah super exciting this this course again is primarily for teachers but then i imagine that some parents would probably want to take it too because we want to be able to like provide the the tools and a lot knowledge for for parents eventually to you know so that they can like inspire their their own kids to be more mindful travelers. For now, we only have the teacher program, but um, in the future, especially with Eliza, we're really thinking about like having something for young kids, mm-hmm. so that because it's never too early to start, you know, thinking about our responsibility and our relationship with the world, right, as we move around. So that's some, that's one exciting uh, program that we have in the pipeline. And then another thing is as we expand our curriculum, we are adding short courses. We will continue to add short course, courses on issues. Like, for example, um, the one that we released last week on ethical storytelling for travelers. And then we will have um, how to be, how to travel more um, ethically as a digital nomad. And we'll have um, ocean conservation. Uh, and then there is a course on unconscious bias and cultural humility uh, in travel uh, taught by Amanda Kendall and myself. I will also be creating a course on travel and migration. And in that course, we'll be talking about diaspora travel and also like, you know, um, the global refugee crisis, which is something really um, dear to my heart. Yeah. And then. We are talking about the possibility of also creating a course on the ethics of dark tourism. Uh, yeah, so that is one that gets me really excited as well. And then we also have a new line of short courses that are more focused on destinations. And that is called our conscious travel series. And in this con- conscious travel series, we'll have courses on various, uh, popular destinations like uh, the first one on Guatemala, and then we have, you know, courses on Bhutan, Bermuda, Costa Rica, uh, Rwanda, Portugal. What else? <laughs> I don't remember. There are so many. Like I'm so excited. So, like through this 
Conscious Travel Series, we partner with local and, or indigenous travel businesses or communities or educators to build these courses. And so basically, RISE is providing them with the platform for them to tell their own stories, teach their own culture and history, and tell travelers, you know, what are the cultural do's and don'ts in their travel, uh, in their uh, country, and what social issues that are affecting the local population that, you know, tourists should be uh, cognizant of before they travel there. And so that they would be more mindful and sensitive to, you know, to the topics uh, they talk about with the travel. With the local people, so yeah, we we're really excited about that short course series as well because it is also a way for Rise Travel Institute to provide direct financial empowerment to our local partners, especially during this time when the pandemic is still not over yet, and um, travel is maybe slowly picking up in some places, but. You know, in in some places, in other places, you know, tourism is still suffering pretty badly. Uh, so yeah, we want to be able to help them diversify their income through student enrollments. So that is one big project that we have, and hopefully this year we'll be able to launch a few destination courses. And in 2023, hopefully we'll be able to release all the um, courses that we already have listed on our website. Excellent. I'm so excited by all of that. And it just reminded me of like 10 more questions that I have, but unfortunately (laughs) we're we're going to run out of time. However, the great thing for that is that anyone who's listening and, you know, you're being inspired by all of these topics and conversations, I I mean, you've heard me say it a million times already, but I can't speak <laughs> highly enough of Rice Travel Institute. Thank you. I really encourage my listeners and people who travel with me to start there. Like, I just think it's our responsibility. I think as travelers now, this is where we need to start. Um, I've said it before, like, People have said, you know, well, travel is supposed to be, you know, this and this and this. And I'm like, I just think it's not anymore. It's not. Like you can have fun. I don't want to encourage or, you know, say that people can't have fun when they travel, but I think they can't take it for granted. And I think they can't leave their personal responsibility out of, of the travel story anymore. Mm -hmm. And so for people that um, want to learn how they can play a better part in this, um, I just, I'm really excited for them to be able to take short programs, travel, learn about destinations. Um, I love. Guatemala. And (laughs) I'm so excited that you're starting there. Um, And yeah, so uh, for people who want to find Rise, where can they learn, uh, follow you, find more information, register for courses? Sure. So uh, our website is risetravelinstitute.org. And we are on LinkedIn. We're most active on LinkedIn, but we are also on Facebook, um, Instagram, and Twitter a little less, but we're there. <laughs> uh, and then we also have, you know, our entire curriculum is hosted on Thinkific, and you can get the link directly um, on our website. So there you will see all the listings of all the uh, courses that you can already enroll in. And then on our website, you'll be able to see all, all the um, 
courses or programs that we're currently offering and also those that are in the pipeline. So yeah, and we also have um we also have a podcast and I hope to be able to invite Christina on our podcast. I'm making the, I can't believe that I'm making the ask on your podcast right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we also have a podcast and, uh, we also have a content team who write, you know, excellent, uh, like really inspiring articles about, you know, how to decolonize our travel and how to be more inclusive. Basically, you know, really like all the topics that are aligned with our program. So if you want to, if you want to take a peek at, you know, what kind of topics that, what kind of topics we address in our programs, you can maybe perhaps start with, uh, reading a couple of those articles, checking them out and see if that's something for you. Yeah. And again, like I said, I just highly encourage you. There's so many great resources that are free. There's all these programs. Yes. Um, and Vinci is, uh, offered to extend for my listeners from the Lotus Sojourns and Soul of Travel community a discount of 10% off courses. So, um, the code for that is Lotus 10. And like I said, like there's no benefit to me. It's to you. It's to all of us. Like I just really hope that people will take advantage of that because um, I truly believe this is just what we need right now in travel and to create like not just the travel experiences we want, but really like the world that we want to see because of our travelers and our connection to the world. So um, as we wrap up, Vinci, I have a few rapid fire ish questions to end our call. So I love um, those. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. And again, like, I just thank you so much. I feel like we could have probably yeah. had a 20 part series conversation, but <laughs> I know that it lives out there. So um, I was telling Vincy before we started, I listened to a few other great interviews with her. So just go wherever you listen to podcasts and Google her name. There's lots of other information and fun stories to hear. So um, okay. What is your favorite book or movie that offers you a travel escape or inspires adventure? (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's... (laughs) I don't have one. I have so many. (laughs) I don't know where to start. Wow. Um, Really tough. Really not fair. That's why it's rapid fire-ish. Okay, so maybe the first one that comes to mind. (laughs) Yeah. The first one that comes to mind. Mm Mm-hmm. Beyond good trips. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's so good. I I agree. It is so good. And she'll she's going to be joining me for a conversation um, in a couple awesome. of weeks as well. So I'm so excited for our listeners to get to hear uh, more about that because also that book is referenced a lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll make sure to tune in. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, what is always in your suitcase or backpack when you travel? Ooh, um, my reusable umbrella pouch and uh <laughs> what has been your favorite destination oh come on this is so <laughs> tough um whoa uh Morocco? Mm, i haven't been but man i want to go uh where do you still long to visit iran mm. I have early in my travel career, I met a woman that spent a lot of time traveling in the Middle East. And I, I'm so like, 
Yes, I'm with you. Uh, there's so many places there that um, I just so beautiful, so beautiful, yeah. and I'm so entranced by the culture. And really, this exactly. is such a great place for all the work that you're doing to be able to bring all these conversations into Absolutely. travel. Exactly. Um, okay, and let's see, where do you eat that immediately connects you to a place you've been? <laughs> Noodle. <laughs> <laughs> From my home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, who is the person that inspired or encouraged you to set out and explore the world? My, my mentor, Mary Pachampo. Um, and if you could take an adventure with one person, fictional or real, mm. alive or past, who would it be? Um. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know why it, it takes so long for me to like answer these questions. There are so many great choices. That's the one. I I think I would love to take my grandma. About that, yeah, because she did not have the privilege that I have uh, that I have to travel the world. So I would love to take her on many more adventures. She's still, you know, healthy and strong at ninety three, but she cannot travel the world like I do so yeah in an imaginary world I would love to take her yeah thank you well I feel a little bit like a kid on Christmas morning after the presents were opened <laughs> because I've been waiting so long and, oh, it didn't happen. So and I'm a little sad that it's done but um thank you so much Vinci for joining me today I really appreciate your time Thank you so much for having me Christine it's I I really enjoyed the conversation and I look forward to more in the future thank you Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Soul of Travel. I hope you enjoyed the journey. If you love this conversation, I encourage you to subscribe, rate the podcast, and share the episodes that inspire you with others. I am so proud of the way these conversations are bringing together people from around the world. If this sounds like your community, welcome. I am so happy you are here. You can find all the ways you can be a part of the Soul of Travel and Lotus Sojourns community at www.lotussojourns.com. Here you can learn more about Soul of Travel and my guests. You can see details about the transformational sojourns I guide for women, as well as my book Sojourn, which offers an opportunity to explore your heart, mind, and the world through the pages of books specially selected to create a unique journey. I am all about community and would love to connect. You can find me on Facebook at Lotus Sojourns and join our community, the Lotus Sojourns Collective. Or follow me on Instagram, either at Lotus Sojourns or at Soul of Travel Podcast. Stay up to date by joining the Lotus Sojourns mailing list. I look forward to getting to know you and hopefully hear your story. Mm-hmm.